0: Welcome to The Hack, the straight-talking smart tech podcast, where we discuss the ever-changing world we live in today. It's time to start thinking differently, so tune in and buckle up for some home truths as Hull and East Yorkshire's very own digital tech experts talk transformation and change, focusing on people, process, and technology.
1: Back, certainly, yeah. Here we go. Um we've got James
2: in the room. I've got my technology on point today as well. You, you had to mute me last time, didn't you? Wasn't I like a little postage stamp in the corner?
1: Yeah, we just had you right in the corner, but we've got you <laughs> front and set now, Jim, haven't we? Everybody
3: put James in the again oh, no. oh, again. now. Say again. If,
1: if my
2: parents could have if i had a volume control and uh, and were able to just make me a little bit smaller and put me to one side uh more often than not when i was growing up i think it'd be a little bit calmer but,
3: don't
1: uh, fight it. <laughs> ah, yeah true true so, so we're back for so it's a month ago since we last met
3: yeah. is that
1: a month really yeah a month a month right so we're back in what session have you got us on now Jim?
3: First of all, let's just do a little check-in and see how the last session worked out for you. Because as we always start our session with what's going well, any challenges you've had throughout that process. And what we looked at last time was obviously our sympathetic nervous system versus our parasympathetic nervous system. Now your sympathetic is the one that's all to do with like your stress response, your digestion, shutting down, your fight or flight. I I remember it,
1: getting chased by a bear. What a comment. I'm just constantly chased by a bear, Paul. (laughs) I think we've
3: all been. But it's fat storing. And this is the point. So if you spend your life in that kind of sympathetic stress state, that's fat storing. Whereas we were trying to tap into your parasympathetic, which is more to do with your feel and heal, rest and digest. And remember we did the five, five, seven breath. Yep, yep. So who's been doing it and what's been going well for you with it?
1: The five, five, seven breath. I have a different form of that, which I'd I'd like. But it's it's still, I think it's the same thing where I breathe, I consciously breathe basically as, as I'm taking it. And I, I've done that for quite a few years. I learned from Tony Robbins. And it was just about whenever I get stressed or worried, I change my state, state management. Is that the same thing? Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. You nailed it. What, you James? I can see you nodding.
2: Yeah, I've been doing that. I was doing it last night on the beach. There was a concert going on and I was just like, I just knit i just, I could feel my, bo- I, I've been feeling my body. This is this anxiety that I raised with you guys, which we'll talk a bit more about, but it's been more of a body thing, which it is interesting because your body, so you've got to listen to your body. And and it's exactly what you've been saying about, about that. If you're in a stressed state, your digestion system doesn't work correctly. Now, you guys know if I'm fasting, I can shred weight no problem. I mean, that's what I've I, I'm, I'm experienced on that. And I've been dieting and I've not lost any weight. And it's it's like that that all that realisation. So I can fully relate to being in that kind of that stressed state and I've just not been losing weight, which I know would normally be the case if I was content, chilled out and all the rest of it. What's
1: well, quite interesting, James, on that, because of the journey we've all been on, I've been stressed for you um, with, what, with what you've been going on. So I think... <laughs> The reason I'm not losing weight is because I'm worried about your. <laughs> James your uh, <laughs> it's James' fault. It's James' fault. I'm just yeah, gonna... but you, I'm not. Are we having that? Are we Are we allowing him for me to take the blame on that one? No, I'm only but kidding. What, but, but, what I'm jo- but I'm, I'm joking in, with a serious tone in terms of mm-hmm. your full sort of. We were talking, weren't we, off air about a, a purpose, and I think you're going to get into it like our. Wheel of Life. Wheel of Life. So before you get into that, what I, I think just to get some of our listeners up to speed, because it might be the first show they've listened, James has, has taken on a huge task of looking after puppies, haven't you? How many puppies in total was it? Did the dog well, have?
2: 11, 11 puppies plus a cancer-riddled mum.
1: So again, <laughs> one puppy is enough for most households. Never mind 11 with a dog that's also cancer-ridden. And then you've had other trials and tribulations from lockdown and you're in a foreign country, away from your friends, your family. Yeah, it's not being cool, at times I, I wish I could have just... Come round and help you, and yeah. I am being able to, right? So, so I understand what he's saying. I think James has definitely been chased by bears. Lots of little lots be- of bears. Lots, lots of, of bears. bears right? yeah. so, so James, I'm with you. I'm absolutely on it with you, right? So can you can you educate Jim on this because. Well, there's some gold here isn't
3: yeah it? there is and it's no accident that this is happening after the event because am i right in thinking james most of the puppies now have either gone into their adopted homes or into the shelters and you are left with how many puppies now
2: so we've got yeah we've got two pups and the mum and with yeah. five in the dog hotel who are leaving on the 21st of september confirmed now so Sorry. that's some good news one in foster care that's joining them on that trip yeah okay. so that's where we're at but there's i just also say we've 'Cause we had we we had a delay in our training of our two because we essentially we had still had all of the puppies for longer than what we would have yeah. anticipated. You go, you've got the mum dog who you walk in two plus hours a day and then trying to walk, trying to get the rest of the dogs out for 20, 30 minutes a time just to start getting them outside. We've got no time or energy or clarity of mind. So hours have had a delayed period of training. So we're, we've, we've ex- recently, we're experiencing, it's difficult because they're behind on the train and because they're big, they're anxious. And so they can come across quite aggressive. And so we're having issues with that. So it's, and we live on top floor. So it's just, there's a number of things at play there. Yeah, so yeah. it's testing. I can tell you that it's very testing.
3: I mean, my next question was going to be, what are your top three stressors? But it sounds like you've just <laughs> listed them all there.
2: Oh no, we could go on. We could go on, yeah. I could give, give you a good more than that. But yeah, finances, not selling home income drying up literally this month it's all happening <laughs> loans yeah. needed to be taken out yeah it, it's it, the list goes on kind of thing yeah and
3: you mentioned off air about how you're feeling this in your body right
2: mm-hmm. yep definitely
3: yeah. there's a book called I think it's Bessel van der Kolk who wrote it and it's called um it's mainly about trauma but it does link to certainly stress in a way as well and it's called the body keeps the score so what that's saying the whole premise of the book is that whether it shows up immediately and it's usually later something that our mind has either stored or something that's happened or going on your body kind of holds it and until that has been completely released from your life or until that's been completely released from your mind your body is storing it somewhere so I don't know if I said on one of our earlier sessions with the 90 days of awesomeness but when I had my son I've always been like quite a laid-back person but I think did we do it on our one-to-one James? I we could did yeah it? a little bit about what happened and not to go into too much detail, but it ended up being a very stressful experience. It had gone from let's do the most natural thing in the world in a birthing center to let's be five days into labor in an ambulance on the borderline of me and my son. Thankfully, we're still here is all I'm going to kind of say on that matter, Mm -hmm. but I didn't realize till about three years later and it took four months for it to register. And then three years later, it started to take its toll on my body. And then it wasn't until I started this process. And I remember doing a session, which you're going to do in a couple of weeks. And it was tapping into where your pain is. And when we was talking about where you store your pain and where you kind of store your stress, I've had a back problem for 15 years. And I never thought that it was to do with storing my stress and no word of a lie straight after that session it felt like a 10-ton weight had been taken off my back. And it's because I, I, for the first time, said out loud. So we've talked a lot about being authentic and speaking our truth. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just keeping it in and not saying it out loud, your body will store it. Yeah, so, but
1: I think well, I think what I love about that sort of line of conversation is I'm a huge believer in what we tell ourselves, what thoughts become things. I'm a huge believer in that in yeah. terms of... It is a question for us all. And I, I said this to you the other week. you you're on a journey on b- in business, right? Yep. And it's one of the most loneliest journeys you'll ever go through and hardest. Yeah. And everyone who's closest to you, your nearest and dearest, what the gems, will tell him that he's absolutely insane for what he's doing. Is that correct? And
2: yeah, they'll, they'll all be experts, but none of them, ha- um, I wouldn't say none of them, I'd but most of them won't have uh, wandered down that path, let alone even had the courage to start. One's got. Oh, we've lost. Them. I've had this, I've had this with very successful people before. Just just Just, say that, James, awesome.
3: just, just,
1: just roll back a second because it just caught up there for a second. Just, just say that again.
2: Yeah, it was, it's, it's most of the people that will give you advice or the, the ones that and majority tell you not to do it because they don't understand it. And it's beyond what they would be prepared to have the courage to do. Yet none of them have, have or most of them have not wandered down the path, let alone considered it. And, And it's funny, I've Spoke to a lot of entrepreneurs on this this subject. And it's funny, when they've become successful, and I'm talking like nationally, internationally successful, okay, yeah, some yeah, of yeah. these people. That those people that t- that told them not to do it almost resent the fact that then they're, they're successful it's a very in- and I'm not saying that's like for everybody because you would hope that your nearest and dearest wouldn't resent the fact you're successful because then you'd flourish and, and they would benefit from that but it's a very interesting yeah, it's a very interesting point and how everybody gives you advice but they haven't even been there or, or stepped in your shoes
1: but I, th- I think wh- what we was discussed on that is so you've got a, a real good sort of micro to macro You want that, where it can go. And and I think the other side of it, I think as humans, we're very simple creatures, but that doesn't mean that we're simplistic, is, is what I mean. And what I mean by that is, I, I've just taken one out last week for some food. I had a proper catch-up because it's been locked down, been COVID, loads been happening. And it's just been so long, but she doesn't know what's been going on in, in the sort of business world because I don't tell her I keep everything separate. Yeah. And we were just having a conversation because... Change careers, change industries, and it's so far removed from where I've been. But what she was saying to me was, every everything she advises me is to keep me safe and want me protected. Yeah. But she says she's not qualified to give me advice anymore. But she said, I just want you to be happy, right? And it comes back to James, where, where it nicely is. My mum's always said to me find a job you love doing and you'll never have to work a day again you're like she said that to me for years and it's not about how much money you make it's about how happy you are so this comes back down to that, that point of, of purpose and I don't know where you if, tell me if I'm jumping in where you're going but I, I, I think that I learned something called the peace index and it's a fantastic little model where it says you got to score yourself it's from the 100x lead that we're talking about if we were to score ourselves from one to a hundred across five areas and then divide it by the five. It'd give you a score of a hundred of how healthy you are. So let's do this little exercise. We've we got a pen. Has anyone got a pen?
0: Yeah,
2: we're right to do yeah. this digitally. I'd love to get up and get a pen and paper, but as my microphone stand yeah. broke, so I've got all this resting on my lap at With the moment. Gem's
1: ex-teach not so she can keep, she can mark us, she can mark. Push <laughs> on it. So if you just give us all four columns for us all, right? Yeah. So have a little yeah. think. So out of hundred being amazing, yeah? yeah, and zero being like obviously unamazing, sense of purpose. So. Where do you feel, who wants to go first? So we've got ladies first. Go on, go on, Gem. Sense of purpose.
3: Out of a hundred? Yeah. It's got to be up there because I feel like I do a lot in different camps. So I would say my purpose is probably about
4: 80%. Good. Where are you going, Paul? Uh, same.
1: I'm a 95. There's always room for improvement. <laughs>
3: Where
1: are we going, James?
2: I'm going to go right in the middle at 50%. Right, okay. This is on both
1: sides. Right, yeah. people. So I'm um, thinking you know, your relationships. So, and, and, and in, interesting though, when we say people, and there's no right or wrong with this, but you could say, right, if, if your personal relationships was amazing, give that a 50 and that equals your 100. And if your business relationships and your work circles are amazing, give that a 50 so you'd have 100, wouldn't you, right? Yeah. So if, so where are we going with that? And I always like meeting new people. So I'm going to have a, an 80. There's always 20% for more people in okay. your life, isn't they? So I'll go for an 80. Where are you going for For people?
4: I'll go 75.
3: Yeah. I'm going to be bold and say 95. Wow, that's incredible. I I have a really good circle. And I know some people say keep them small, but I've got different little tight circles all over. Plus, like you, I constantly meet people all the time. But Good. Go on, James.
2: Oh, this is—I'm going to say twenty.
3: And it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting, James, because while we're having these
1: conversations, he's isolated away from us all. That's one of the massive problems. I know this. He wants to be back with us again, right? <laughs> right. So interesting. Personal health then. So I'm going to give myself because I'm not dead. I'm still moving, and I can always be better. I'm going to. I'm. I'm seventy-five. Right. I'm, I'm cool with that. Where are we going, Paul? I'm going sixty. Okay. You've got to be hundred, Jim.
3: I'm 80 only because I'm back training and I've oh. realised, because last time I came, I wasn't doing my training. and I've, I've gone to actually TC60 and you know when you think, oh, I could have absolutely rinsed this back in the day. You I, need, it. I need some more strength, so I'm not quite there. Good. My 80% in the kitchen is good. My 20% in the gym needs to improve. Shoot then, James. 40 Really? You're surprising me.
2: I know, this is, I can't, I can, yeah. but I've got, I really feel like I can justify and explain it and not, and I don't think I'm being like overly negative yeah, no. either. That's a shocking oh, one. God. Yep.
1: Provision. So provision is, yeah, how much money you've got and how all that's going. So I think. Oh God. Right, right. <laughs> we right. uh, on this one, James. Yeah. So where are we going with this? 50. <laughs> 50, 50 for fall. I'd have to say fifty as well. Right, I'll go for 30, run. seventy-five. There's always room for improvement.
2: I'll go for twenty-five. Over
1: twenty-five. So, okay. what's interesting though, and it depends on what days I answer these questions because I, have, James, I've had days like you, right? So, I answered, I did this, and I do this weekly, sometimes monthly. I'll just check in. I also check in with my staff, and we do this exercise, and it's Absolutely. just a, it's just a quick thing though, where we quickly map out where we are, right? And, and it's, it drives conversations so when I did this last week if i had done my personal health I was actually about a 20 and the reason I was a 20 was I've really hit my knee I'm not training so I'm nowhere near where I want to be why I'm scoring myself high this week is I've took massive action I've booked myself to go get um, knee, my knee looked at by a professional right I think I'm gonna have to have surgery so I'm a little bit thingy on that but I'm scoring myself high because I know that I'm doing the right things and I'm gonna get that right so I'm cool with it It's about just giving yourself like a a line in the sand to see where you are. So Mm -hmm. what's thoughts on that then? Uh, First time you've done that, Jim. you think thinking like SARS? Um, Is it similar?
3: It isn't. It taps into some of the things that we're going to talk about a little bit later, but not all. I love stuff like that though. And I like how simple it is in that it's all the P's, purpose, people, personal provision. And I like the fact that the scores out of 100, because rather than it being a score out of 10 which is usually, and on the wheel of life, it is literally a dot on a page in terms of you'll see it shortly. But in terms of that, it's, I just like the simplicity of it. And it's short and sweet. Isn't it?
1: So, so the, if we're following the mantra of the 100X leader, because I, I like, I, I think this show's is still about that. Because I've just taught you that you've got like what I call an X challenge. You've got to teach that someone else. So James, you've got to sit with your partner, you've got to go through that with her and use it as a conversation around what are we doing to improve them? So where do you want to go with it, Jim? I'll leave it over to you.
3: It links into what needs to be nourished, doesn't it? So last week we were talking about obviously how we're digesting our food. We've covered a lot on what we're eating, how what percentage we eat. obviously we've tried to link it that we're only eat till we're 70% full and slowing meals down. But it's when we talk about food a lot, it's we need to take it to the next step. And it's all right finding out what food gives us energy. And it's also about health. And so we can enjoy that for the rest of our life, isn't it? And we can't just say food's the be all and end all, because like you with your knee, you need something else. And like you with your business, that's a big part of your purpose. And James, you're spinning a lot of plates. So at some point, something's got to give. We do sometimes get confused about nourishment and just think that it is what we put in our mouths. But actually, we can be nourished from the conversations we have. And I think that's why we've all stayed in touch and we've you know kept this going. But we can also be nourished by our environment. I'm listening to what you were saying earlier as well, James, You mentioned about the energy of the puppies. Energy is just fluid, isn't it? So what energy is in those puppies, if they're bent up and a bit aggravated, that's going to have a knock-on effect on you guys because all that energy is within your space. One of the reasons I got into this in the beginning was I thought, I know about nutrition. I know about health and fitness, but something's still not right with me. And it wasn't until I tapped into this and was like, wow, I really need to address those other things. And so hopefully this might be a bit of a journey for you guys and you may already know it, but it might be by looking at some of these other things that we can tap into. Cause sometimes we use food or drink as a way of self soothing, don't we? Yep. Or as a form of escape. Yep. And if you're dissatisfied with other areas of your life, you can use the food as a substitute or a crutch for that. And it becomes compulsion. And it's not always that you're actually hungry for food. It could be that potentially you're hungry for something else. And I often found, I always thought, oh, I had a sweet tooth. And what I realised was I'm a really creative person and I was going through a period where I wasn't being creative. And also when we talk about spirituality, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're religious and you go to church all the time, but it's whether you are connected to that part of yourself. And I realised there were two big areas that I needed to sort out. And it doesn't always mean that we are physically hungry, but we could be hungry for something else. Are you following me?
1: Yep. I think, well, I'll share this because... So I've had a massive battle with food for years, right? And since I lost my dad, it got uh, my weights piled back on again uh, and it swings and, and whenever I'm feeling low, I, I I have a go-to of takeaway. And it's always been the same, but when what, what's been real good working with you, Jem, is the manful eating. Even when I've gone and got a takeaway, I've still tried to manfully eat it, but it's made me think about why am I actually eating this thing? And I'm doing it because... It's a bit naughty, and I know I shouldn't have it. And the sort of story I'm telling myself around it when I'm self-inquiring on it is I deserve it because I've had a tough week. And it's that inner dialogue that, that, as I call it, my chimp, where it's trying to sabotage me. Yeah. I, and and I think what's been really profound, because I, I put a post the the day about, um, I think it's been about 187 days we've been working, not been yeah. counting since I've not, <laughs> since I've not had caffeine. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's 187, 182 or 187 days. I can't remember the thing, right? since I've had caffeine and I've had such a battle with telling myself that I deserve it. But then at the point of me having it, I'm like, I'm going to be mindful. No, I'm not going to do it. And this battle has just really intrigued me because my energy has gone high. It's gone low. And like you were saying, James, about anxiety and different, different things. I've never classed myself as ever as having anxiety and all the work we do with the man club and it's, it's, and what, what was that model you were sharing with us today? What was it called?
2: GAD, General Anxiety Disorder. Right, okay. Because so, I, I, just what I you said there, because you, if you've never experienced it, you think it's – I always thought it was in. it's in the mind, and, I, and it, that can very much be the case, or it isn't. Your body's telling you ahead of your mind. I, I don't know if that's – I think that's what might be going on. So I, if you've never had – generally, if you've never had something like that, you think it's something different, don't you? And you, you – maybe can't understand it when someone's experiencing it yeah
1: yeah Yeah. and and why I wanted to link into that is because I believe we need labels in life so that we can understand different things so I use a label all the time of I'm dyslexic right to to people who are external to me to understand how my brain works but in my own little mind I don't class myself as dyslexic I just class that my brain just works in a, a another unique way to most other people because if I believe that label of dyslexia it says that i can't write and i can't do things right but actually i can it just takes me absolutely loads of effort to do something that takes other people not as much effort so it doesn't mean i can't do it but if i believe that label i'd just never write and I never do things like i do so you see me post on social media i use technology and different things but i, I practice doing it every single day because it's discomfort it's, it's uncomfy to do it and when there's uncomfort I think you know, discomfort shall yeah. I use this growth in that is, is my belief. So yeah. I believe I'm growing all the time when I'm when, when something's tough. Is that right? You're yeah. getting it. Yeah. yeah. And I think where that post what you mentioned, James, I think there's, there's two sides to this, right? I think we've got to be really careful about placing labels upon us for this anxiety or that anxiety. And I'm and I'm not doing some fantastic work we will pull out in the man club, right? Yes. Because if we start believing that these things are true, all of a sudden they become us. And and, I, and where do you think on this, Jim? Because when I, when I class, I've not been having anxiety. But if someone was analysing what I do, I came into office yesterday, 5 o'clock in the morning, right, to get work done. I left the office about 9 o'clock. Now, most people would say, what would you What would you think about that in terms of? That, that's 9pm. 9pm. 5am to 9pm, yeah. 5am yeah, to 9pm. So what would most people, I can see you, what would you say to that?
3: I've been banging on to you guys for 187 days yeah. long <laughs> it is now about balance. And life is about balance, but just tracking back a little bit I heard you say about your label and the first thing that popped into my head was you were more or less saying your label has limited you now for me I don't always like to disagree with people but I, I don't like love labels at all because people have always tried to put me into a box and often people get upset with me because they can't put me in a box and I, I I don't fit any particular label, even like my groups of friends. I have groups of friends from like different walks of life. And I've never felt that it's almost like a, I know a lady, really wise lady who's a shaman. And she said, like people who get tattoos are often looking for their tribe. And I got tattoos after I'd had all the trauma with having my son and I still want more. And I'm thinking on some level, I'm still looking for my tribe. So if if somebody had labeled me and said, you are, like if because I did dance and stuff, you're just one of those musical theatre drama queen types. If I'd have been stuck in that label, that would have limited me in so many other areas of my life. Where, if I think you don't accept those labels and you can just be, why do we have to be one thing? Why do we have no, to be stuck? No, to
1: that? I completely agree, but I think when we're looking at things like anxiety or something like dyslexia, yeah,
0: um,
1: I think the labels are really powerful to give us a framework for someone to actually see what it's like in your world to oh, a point yeah. so i don't think i don't think my labels have actually um, inhibited me i think they've right. empowered me is it, okay. what i meant that's what i meant ah, um, right. Right, That's what I meant. but and I meant, But then when i start talking about um that shift that i put in and i can see ooh, ooh, and i can see everyone and people listening to this like entrepreneurs put them shifts in yeah. that's what we do and anyone who says that the door are absolutely full of it but the key difference is why did that peace index with you my peace index is 95 what yeah. people don't realize is the, thing, the stuff I'm doing, I would do for free. It doesn't feel like work. And the difference is I had a fantastic weekend away with the kids for the weekend. Went away, took my phone off, put it in the box. Didn't do no work for four or five days. At the end of the week, I'm going flying off on holiday. So right. I want to go make some money for my family and I want to work yeah. them hours. But most people, that that's not normal. And it and it, it comes out of my highest and best use of work comes at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'm so productive because the reason is from five o'clock till nine o'clock. What's that? Five six. No emails. Five, no f-
2: phones seven. ringing. Yeah, everybody's yeah. getting ready for their day. Yeah, a.m. Yeah, club. Yeah, no, I've
3: never read
1: it. No. Yeah, no. there's
3: a book called The Five A.M. Club, mm. which is no, exactly into that. Yeah, yeah,
2: what's the guy's name? Forget that guys. It's it, There's a lot of good stuff about that, and I've, I've seen, I've um watched a load of Xsas guys about the power of the four thirty-five a.m. attack the day kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, very powerful.
1: But I think what's interesting when we say that is because I'm a huge believer that email and inboxes or messaging platforms are just a real convenient way for other people to put their agenda on you so i'm a huge believer in that right (laughs) so that's why i don't really do much email but it's got a purpose but if you can get up and work on your highest priority that's going to take you to that next goal which is working on your purpose right yeah you need to carve out some time for, for you and i think i think that's so important because if we and the bit I didn't sound like that, I went to bed early. So I, I got me, my sleep in. Because yeah. now, and, and the, the difference is what I would say, and this is why the coffee thing's so big, James, for me, is traditionally, I would have been up really late and then to be, and then I'd been up really early, fueling myself with ca- caffeine. Yeah. Whereas this time, and I've not got up at 5 a.m. for ages. No. Not doing it for ages. But I got up at 5 a.m. and I felt refreshed. I felt different. I felt more centered, more focused. And I actually fell asleep about 9 o'clock. On the night before, anyway, so I got a good uh-huh. sleep. In anyway, whereas traditionally, me going to sleep at nine o'clock would never happen, never happen. So I just find it quite interesting around people's patterns, and I think we've got to
4: find out what works for us. Would you, What would you say, Paul? I've well, I did 4.30, 3.30 in the morning for years, yeah, and absolute years. And people used to say, "I think you're mad going in at that time of the morning," but I got more done in four hours before the factory started than I did all day because there was nobody else there. Yeah. Fast forward to now, especially since we're doing this, I've actually booked timing like you would a meeting for the gym. Great. So I've been going to the gym every day this week and I booked two hours out every day.
3: Because
4: obviously it's not just an hour in the gym, it's getting there, getting yeah. home, getting a shower. So I've booked two hours in the diary every day this week to go to the gym. I've done that and I've come back. And if it means me working till six, seven o'clock on the night, Because I've took them two hours out, so be it. Because it's I've come to the point now where putting that in my diary is an investment in myself. Yeah. And people say they haven't got time, but you can't afford not to.
3: That's really interesting. That. So I
4: think you. I think you're. um, So and it is, and it's in me, and it's me. Yeah. Gear one. Gear one. Great. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Yeah. But
3: hearing that story again, Leon, you've given us the other side, which is the balance you'd had a full weekend with the family resting if you were to do that every day five days a week then yeah my face is oh gosh but to hear it like that I completely get it my husband's an entrepreneur and he set up the business when we had our first child so he was like helping out as well bless him and he would go to bed at 4 30 in the morning get up at half seven and up in the office and he did that for so long and it's not until we've started to tap into this kind of stuff that we've finally got the balance and did that
2: catch up with him Jim did you find that, that caught up with him
3: Massively?
1: Yeah. Massively. Yeah. and and Yeah, it, it's unsustainable. I think. And this is why we... I like the five gears that we, we spoke about before. It's, we can't go into fifth gear, which is the focus mode, all the time because we burn out and we have to all... And then a lot of us spend a lot of the time in that multitasking mode, which I class as gear, gear four. Yeah. And then if we come back down the gears, you know, James is missing gear three, which is your social mode. He needs yeah. that social mode. Yeah. And, and he's really struggling on that, that gear three. He's missing it. And... The challenge you've got is, if you think about it logically, you know, gear two is connecting with your family and, and your friends. Not fully social, but it's more your immediate family, your real close circle. And gear one is yourself, right? James, I know you well. You're struggling getting into gear one. You're struggling because the dogs, the puppies and everything, you'll be struggling with the family because it's not you and the missus, it's you and the, the puppies, were it? And, and then mm-hmm. you've got no gear three. So all of a sudden, you're trying to go from a cold start in the morning to motivate yourself to get into gear five. How on earth can you get into gear five? Because you... you, you you're getting up and you're actually jumping straight into gear four, which is just multitasking and putting fires out. And yeah. when you look at it like that, and that's why I love the five gears is we've got to really understand how we're driving ourselves and understand that we have to from a, these the health side that you talk about in terms of what we're fueling our bodies with. Yeah. But I believe these, the relationship side of how, what, what gear are we in for the task we're doing, that makes
3: sense. That's exactly linked into what we're how's talking it, about it? today. Yeah. Oh, good, cool. Absolutely spot on. Very well then, Gem. Great stuff. Yeah, well,
2: Before got, can I just make, what the penny's dropped a bit as well, because I've just realised that it's only in the past week, and it's really the penny's dropped with what you were saying earlier on, is... Like my friends that came out to Turkey last year that I spent a week with in Turkey, Disneyland with the kids in a water park. And it was amazing. Three weeks ago, they went to, they thought they were going to Kos because it was close to me, but he got it mixed up and he was in Corfu and it wasn't, I just couldn't get there. And so then they booked a a last minute holiday to Kos. So they're literally 45, 50 kilometers away as the crow flies right now. So I was looking into it, but you can't travel by boat because it's not COVID reason, it's political. So I was going to have to fly to Athens and then on to Kos. So Athens was a direct flight from Izmir, 270 quid return, and then 100 quid return to Kos. So it was like doable, brilliant. But then I was looking, I had to get my test result. I had to look at getting a loan, all of this. And by the time it actually came around, I'd missed the direct flight day. So then everything went more expensive. I was looking between five and 18 hours just to get to Athens so that dropped down. And then I was trying when it was looking like it was potentially happening. I was trying to get my dad to fly out to Athens so we could then do the back weekend together. So I was like, the penny just dropped because I was like, some of my closest, are no, f- yeah, really close here. And then I'm trying to link up with a member of my family as well and pull and that in. And of course I was aware I was doing that, but that hasn't happened. And I thought I just allowed that to pass, but that you yeah, had a penny drop. When you were saying that, the penny dropped. so it's, because I wasn't thinking, I'm not feeling like I'm missing people back home. But what has just happened this past, like literally from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, probably Tuesday, really, it was two days ago, realising that couldn't happen. So I'm only two days gone. And that's, yeah. That's, and, it's, and It's
1: also, James, because I'm flying out to Greece. And me, oh, you, yeah, that's another day. Another, that's another one, right? And, and Another one. Because I, I was looking, I was thinking, charlie there's got to be a way we can teach each other. Because I, I was actually, before you even mentioned it, I was researching. And I'd come up with, I thought, it could be a nightmare gonna be an absolute nightmare and i think this is something that we've all got to be mindful of because we're only just coming out of lockdown and we're gonna see it our business partners off at the moment in isolation we've got members of staff it's a common pattern and i, I think we've got to really look at it and, and give ourselves a pat on the back and and because and, we're not out of it by any stretch of the imagination we think we are but we're not and this is where it comes back to when we talk about anxieties, and I think this is something that might be triggering you, James. So I've always said that I don't class myself as a, of, a, of, a, of having anxiety. But there's lots of things I do actually worry about. And the, but the, the way I deal with my anxieties is I always categorize them a real simple exercise. that um, Martin Johnson taught me years ago. And he was, um, are, you, are your worries hypothetical or the practical? And what he meant was, so I think it's logical. If we're going on an airplane and my wife's always scared of flying, she thinks that the airplane's going to crash. But actually, she's not really scared. She's not worried about the actual aeroplane crashing. She's actually scared of the of, of it crashing into the scene and air, air, air being stuck in a, in a small space. She's scared yeah. of small spaces, not, right? Not flying, because she, she flies everywhere. Because if she's scared of flying, she won't be on the bloody plane. So she's actually scared of dying. That, that's the, the, the crux of it, like we all are. Yeah. But when we go through that exercise, and, and we say to her, there's nothing we can do to control it apart from putting our seatbelt on. Absolutely nothing. So using that sort of theory, it's a hypothetical worry that we're going to die. There's nothing I can physically do to control it. So them ones are, are quite hard because you've got to let them go and letting go of things, Gemma, is quite difficult, right? Yeah, yeah. Flip side of that, practical worries. So let's look, look at man. I've got loads of things I need to do. So the reason I got up at, at five o'clock, sorry, in came in was, I knew that the wor- things I was worried about, I could practically do something to stop myself worrying about them. Yeah. Right? So me putting my own mask on first and looking after me first was, yeah. conversation with the wife. Look, I've been in gear one. And two all weekend, you four, know, last four days. <laughs> I'm gonna be in gear two all next week as well. I need to go into gear five and four, yeah. and I need to and I need to really get into them gears. And I'm gonna go into work at five o'clock. Is there anything that we need to do? And, and, yeah. I, and I negotiated that before I went into them gears. Get it? Yeah,
3: that's a great way. And know. that's
1: the way I deal with my well, worries. If it's practical or if it's hypothetical, makes sense.
0: Yeah,
3: perfect. totally.
1: Where's yours, James? If you think yours, you're worrying about something that. Some of it's hypothetical that you can and can't get there. Some of it is practical, but it's that complicated. None of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. Yeah, that's
2: that's exactly where it's at. And I, my mate was really good the other day. He, he I was out. I got out of the house, and he joined me. And he, he was really good at structuring it. And he said there's two lists. And he said there's a the stuff that that if you look at pros and cons, so that the, the the challenges and negatives, and then the positives. And when he listed them, cause he, kn- he knows me and we've been talking and all of that. And he listed them all out. And 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 I was surprised how many that th- were on that list. And then he was like saying, you need to, if you can, if you're able to get some of them over to the positive list, but he said, you can't do that with that one until that happens. And it was, and as you, you've just, as you said, it's all so complicated. That it's almost, you can't really look at it because s- s- under normal circumstances, I think we, we spoke about this, Gem just need if you as long as i've got a small win like with business and leon i'm sure you've experienced this paul you'll this is a thing if you've got your small wins you can almost be bulletproof as long as there's something there to celebrate and go through it's like i'm smiling and laughing and i'm a positive person but it's they're all stacked up and they're all so complicated at the moment that it's like the the dog's going on the 21st night like traveling to the uk and, and that being that is that's that's a, a real that's a real huge positive huge milestone and but you think
1: Think it this way how much bandwidth are you going to get on the 21st?
2: Oh, it's interesting. It's interesting you say that because my mate, who I can't go see now, we've already agreed that we're going to meet up in a European city and go watch a Champions League game because the dogs, because the kids are at school, so they'll have done their first week, so they've got their routine, and, um, and the dogs are away. So we we're booking that in, whether it'll be Kiev or Barcelona or somewhere. We're booking that in, and that'll be really good. Really, that'll be so good on on so many levels to wrap things up from our professional relationship and and also friendship and move on and just enjoy each other's time under what's been a struggle to try and meet up with each other. So. Yeah, I've already done that. That headspace is like booking that in. So very mindful of that, for sure.
1: Do you want to talk about that, Paul? Because you've got yourself a little more bandwidth at the minute, haven't you?
4: It's enough. You've got a little more bandwidth, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I've got a a lot on at the minute, but it's just a case of knocking knocking the obstacles out the w- ways we do them. We've got a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with the business moving forward. And it causes a little bit of anxiety, doesn't it? Because it's somewhere where I've never been before. But interestingly, there the 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 yeah, but, yeah,
3: but, but, is excitement on pause.
4: Yeah. yeah the amazing thing though, uh, an opportunity,
1: for you, and I can't, I know, you can't, in terms of you've got more time because you was doing some work and that's that sort of dried up. Yeah. Uh, but then me being an entrepreneur, I think it is, I was like, You've got a load of time that you never thought you had. How amazing. What can you do with that time? And, and then I've just watched you. Yeah, the things you're doing with that time is incredible. But the number one thing is we can never get any more, We all spend a fortune. If I said to you, James, you can have uh, uh, an extra year, what would you What would you pay me for that extra year? It's is priceless, isn't it? So what's an extra week, an extra minute? And, and, and sometimes I don't think we
4: focus enough on how important time is because it's the one thing we're not getting anymore. I think it? you appreciate when you ain't got much of it, yeah. and I got to a point where I looked at my calendar in October and November, and I, I really got anxious because I didn't have no time. And now I've got my time back, and it was on it. Even the other night, me and my wife, and um, we've been having our lunches together and our evening meals together, and just sat watching telly together on a night. We appreciate that because we lost that for months
3: yeah yeah it's often the case that you've got to sometimes lose something to appreciate what it was or what it is and it's asking yourself those questions and i was just thinking when you were talking then james if there's one thing that you could shift this week to set you up for success next week what would it be
1: we're all doing that question
3: you can all do it I think. Right, yes. go so
2: that's a great can go. question
3: can i go last because
2: that's a very i'm just very, I, I was gonna so,
1: like, yeah, fire that one straight up paul says, i think
2: <laughs> paul paul you go mate you, you go you've got all this time on your hands all of a sudden
3: so what is the one thing that needs to shift in order to set you up for success next week what's to shift I haven't got anything
4: to shift from next week. I've i am quite focused and I'm all right. Um, Ducks are
3: in a row.
4: They're all in a row. I, I know what I'd like. I know what, like. Go on. what I'm looking at. I need to do. I need to move from my own home office and get out. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, which is a big one.
1: Yeah, it's a big one that one is for you, isn't it? Which you've been you've been talking about. We was talking about that off air in terms of a couple of weeks ago, we was having a reminisce about we gone out for Andy's man club, weren't we? Yeah. And we took all the guys out and it was just like a bit of a catch of all the facilitators, James. And so what really weird happened, uh, and I can share part of this story in terms of we gone for a walk we had our man club t-shirt's on. It's on a Thursday. And it just so happened that we decided to go sit on the wall outside our offices at the deep, you know, the business centre. And we never sit outside on the wall. Never. Never done it before. It was fair. We just decided to do it about eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. We just had some food. Yeah. And it just so happened that at that time, a young gentleman was in massive distress walking up and we used our training from suicide prevention wow. and we was able to talk him and he
2: tr-
1: just an amazing experience that we had in terms of and this guy he just, just wow. mad just, yep. just crackers and it was just the right time the right place but we was going to sit on that wall and we ended up helping somebody but then us helping him helped us like yep. it always does and it was just amazing and what we was talking about just before that gentleman walked up was um the last sort of three years for the pair of us in terms of how hard it's been for Paul getting his qualifications, his other bits. And I was talking to Paul about how I came and got an office in this business center and how I changed career. And when we looked at it, he thought I had everything figured out. And I told him the numbers and the, the sort of financial hole I was in. And I told him all the bad stuff and you had no idea, did you? None. And I and I said, yeah, that's what I was going through. I said, all I could focus on was coming in, yeah. but we grew the manco from there. Loads of good stuff happened. And I think... What it's about is just focusing on what you can do, uh, and setting yourself up to win. And I think the world is That's exactly is, is, is really weird because the moment you let go, if you think about it, if you let go, and I like this saying, if you let go and let God, and God can be a Buddha for you, it can be energy, it can be whatever it is to you, right? And I, and I think God's within all of us. Is amazing thing to happen. So if you think about it, I was we'd been together nearly all day. Yeah, all day and we get sick of each other don't we right for some reason we just wanted to go sit on this wall and reminisce right <laughs> we had a chat in that moment we a new guy comes into our life who luckily was we, able to help um we're still in contact with him we're going just amazing connection we've got that's amazing right? It? right and then wow. we reminisce and it just felt like in that minute everything that i was definitely worried about just paled in insignificance with yeah. the conversation i was having yeah. and sometimes I think we lose focus about what actually really is important because for me, what when I talk about purpose, James, I don't care about how much money I have. I care about, can I have a conversation with a guy and save his life? Have a conversation with someone and make their life better. Can I have a conversation where, like you, Jim, you make my life miles better. James, you, like I I'm, I'm my life. Paul, I'm paying you back for, you know, all the good stuff you did for me, right? <laughs> but, 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 the, but the point of being is, in... When we die, it's not about what we've got in the bank and it's not about anything else. It's about what will people say of us? How will they remember us? How will our kids talk about us? So for me, when I talk about purpose, my purpose is, can I add value to someone else's life? That is, it's as simple as that. It doesn't need yeah. to be you know, anything more than that, no more complicated. What would
4: you say? Because he nodded. Totally. Yeah. And when we was reflecting, and we always call it the broom cupboard upstairs, don't we? Leon's little office sat he first sat in. <laughs> and we, we grew the man club from there. And I believe with myself through lockdown i've grown my business and from my office and uh, from here where leon's helped me give me some office space but i believe now it's just where i need to get out and get an office of my own and just somewhere where you can focus because i i've been sick of working from my home office now yeah. um i do a lot of my courses are done on site so it's not that bad but right. i need a, I need a to, to set myself up to win yours is yeah. i
3: believe that, uh, and, and that's where
4: it's huge because you're talking about changing your, your environment
3: right yes you know environment's massive
1: huge absolutely huge you know, james yeah. environment huge massive well
2: this is the thing I, m- I moved house to kit out a really nice studio and my environment isn't pr- productive at all so all i want to do is get away from the house but i'm like I shouldn't be feeling like that because I've got this great space that I dreamed of having and put all my energy and effort and focus into and now all I want to do is get away from the building I'm in because it's not I'm not feeling like I want to come down and focus and it's not it's not a healthy space for me and and I'll go to I'll go to a bar get a, a lemon and sparkling water lemon and soda and I'll be more productive in two hours than I've essentially been in in two three four days so I'm I'm with you on that one like I've got a great space but but in the environment, it's just not—it's not conducive to, to um, some success so at the moment.
1: Is y'all answering James' question? Is y'all similar the environment piece, or have you got something else to answer on that?
2: Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, so I'm doing it different. So we, so my partner and me, she's gonna. So we've got—I've got another apartment, a family apartment. She's gonna go there for a bit just to to try and shift this environment that we're in, so because she's procrastinating. She's she was on a round the world trip, so she essentially. Although she wasn't able to physically go on around the world trip, she's still on, on like holiday mode. And I, when I was speaking to my friend like this, if you're an alcoholic or you want to stop drinking and you're in an environment whether it's a friend or friends, that's that's part of what you do with them and you want to stop, well, what do they want to do? They invite that you into that. And and I found myself in that kind of environment. And I've been, when I first came out here, I was on my own. I was in the environment. My diet was great. And when I came back here to grab a hold of the business to really get in the trenches, I worked every day for six months. My my little treat in the day was a half an hour trip to the supermarket, and that wasn't that was enough. I was like you were saying the other day, you're five till nine, I was what I was doing with a run a day, a, a run and maybe a, a little gym visit. So early days, but making the most out fitness for six months. And I I remember at the at the end of that six months, going to one of the beaches, and it was then when lockdown was lifting. And my mate, I remember hugging, I said to my mate, I was like, I, like, we just looked at each other and hugged. And it was the appreciation because I'd forgotten what this was all about. But I was, I, I guess I was like happier in that mode, driven with a focus, with a purpose. Than now this is like feeling of being, being lost. And I'm good when I've got something to do, when I've got a purpose, when I've got a target, when I've got a vision. And it's all a bit like that at the moment. So.
3: Limbo is a hard place to be and Mm. I've been in limbo and it is possibly one of the worst positions to be in because like you say you feel like on the one hand you've lost your purpose but then on the other hand you've got to drive towards something and it's if it's your environment that needs to shift then is that kind of answering the question if you if that's what you've got to do even if it's a small win in that way then whatever you do this week is it that you're going to put whatever energy you've got left into shifting your environment
2: yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like today was, I was out on the road recording podcasts, a couple of podcasts and that's just a good purpose. But then, then again, I went to bed, fell asleep at half an hour. When you feel, if I'm getting up at the moment about 6, 6.30 and when you, when you feel it's that little bit earlier and you're like, oh, I, I wonder if I can have a little nap and just get a bit more. And I looked and it was half one and I was just like, it was half one in the morning. And I was just like, "Oh, you've got to be kidding me!" And last week I had to cancel them because did I send you the photograph? Did I send you that photograph yep, of me? You did <laughs> that was a good night. Eh? just like, but eyes. And yeah. I thought I can't be on camera and be clear and interviewing people, so I cancel it. So this was the uh, the revised kind of like, day for recording. And I was just like, I can't not go again today. People are counting on me, so I just had to put podcasts in for white noise, and I probably didn't get any more sleep just just closed my eyes so I'm working off a of what about what's that half 11 half 12 two hours sleep I'm with you on at the moment <laughs> so that was a bit of a bonk yeah bonker's day so it's just yeah it's an interesting time friends <laughs> interesting time. I think I
1: think Jim as, as you're saying I think his environment in it and it's huge and I think mm-hmm. and I think so, so my my answer to your question what I'm shifting is those two things one. If, if we didn't that peace index for me last week, I really wasn't happy because my knee's been playing up. So I haven't been able to run. I ain't able to do a lot of the things I was doing. Uh, <laughs> so what, so was, you were
3: saying the answer to your question in terms of what needs to shift to set you up for success?
1: Well, it's the answer for my work. If we'd have rolled it back, it was getting my health in order in terms of uh, my knee. Because if I'm honest, that's really been annoying me. And part of it was, I've known it's been done for a while, but I don't want to have surgery know I know I'm gonna be, it's going to slow me down. But then I've looked at it and I can. I'm going to book it in near Christmas and I'm going to plan it all and I've, and I've put an actual plan together. So I think like you, James, I was indecisive about it. And if I'm honest with that, I've been indecisive. That's why I stopped playing rugby and other other yeah. bits. So I've just got to get it sorted. I've just got to get it mm-hmm. done. But then that links into everything else. So I get that sorted. I can then start my squash again and other things again. But then this week the big thing that I'm, I've got to shift is I just took a, a, I took on too much. Work. I've just took too much on. That was it basically. We just took too much on. Um and I'm going on holiday. And it's that age-old thing of I've got to get things done um so I can go on holiday. So the things I'm shifting is is just a lot of admin. And the problem is I'm not I don't like admin. I'm really bad at admin, but we have to do it. We can't do all the good shiny stuff. So what I'm shifting is is I call it my 70-30. We should always be 70% of our time doing our ice and best use. And 30% of the time we've got another crap, haven't we? And mm-hmm. I've just had a couple of weeks where I've been doing too much of my 70% and not enough for the 30. So I'm just getting through loads of admin work, loads of st- stuff that needs doing for the business, and it'll be done by tomorrow. So then that, that's me sort of done.
2: Do you find that's easier to do knowing you're going away? Because you, you mentioned that because you'd had that, that those four or five days, as you said, away and reset, that set you up for your 5am till 9pm. Was, how, how, how are you with your admin knowing that you've got this holiday away?
1: I think what's really interesting, in my other careers, it used to be a nightmare that I'm going on holiday, whereas this isn't. So I'm really fortunate in... The, I class myself as being reborn again in this team. So when I started this new career and this new company like you know three years ago, there was a set loads of things that I, I vowed never to do. So a lot of it revolved around email, me taking tasks on email. So I put, I've set up a load of provisions where... Tasks don't really come to me in email. They go to my team and then they, then they help me prioritise my best use so that they bring me in to solve things rather than me trying to solve everything. that makes sense? Well, so um, rather
2: than you delegating, they actually... They, they delegate really, up. Wow. Yeah, delegate, yeah, delegate okay. up. So that.
1: They, they know that I'm creative and I love solving problems. So, they have a real, they, they understand that I love collaborating and solving problems. So, if they ask my opinion on anything, I just naturally roll my sleeves up and get it done. So, they only bring problems to me or put me in certain environments when they need me because they know that I just thrive on solving problems. So, we have that real good relationship. So, I, I think where I'm heading with that is the stuff I'm doing now is let's take Tuesday, for example. I took my mom out for tea and a real nice day with there. Took some time out of the the, the work time So I Took my lad to rugby at three o'clock. Picked him up, you know. And, and so, even though I'm doing a five o'clock till nine o'clock, I still met friends within that time. I still did stuff. So, I think my work life balance is, is a lot better. But then, when we roll this back, you know, we talk about the broom cupboard and James. I, oh, we couldn't. The reason why we was able to talk to that gentleman was we was trying to find this video of me and Paul in the broom cupboard. And I can find every video everywhere. Found it. We pair of us couldn't find it. But covered. we used
4: we, we can get it. Like that normally. And we couldn't find it. And else else would have gone We'd have there. gone. And and so we will share this video. And, and
1: the video is basically um we've set up the man Andy's and man club. I've took a little office in Martin Johnson's office, that little one, you know, little, little tiny office. I'm working out there. Paul's we've set the office up. We've got two desks that we've borrowed, but well, I've borrowed anyway from Martin and gone in the store cupboard and nicked some other stuff out of the deep because they've helped me really well. It's for you. So we've got these two desks set up and it's just a video of me saying, talking about the purpose, what we're going to do, and how we're going to. How Andy's man club's going to be brilliant, and how Think Cloud's going to be brilliant. And there was nothing else there apart from us two, right? And we just talk about all the good stuff we're going to do, and then we were just sat there saying that it's turned into reality. But it's turned into reality because it takes loads of effort and loads of bloody hard work, and we've made loads of mistakes, made loads of cock ups along the way. But I I believe that success is about running from. Is it Churchill quoting it? Running from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. And that is the hard thing in it, and it's like we do these podcasts. I love meeting up with you guys because it fills your cup back up again, and I'm sure I can see you, James. from when we started this, surely, if we asked if I did that piece index again with you, surely, there's got to be them scores have got oh be-
2: they would yeah, they'd definitely be mm-hmm. and it was even looking forward to knowing you knowing we we've got this even that when we when there's a me- a message that thread going on with our whatsapp group it's 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 only positive, even if it's like Bouncing back, some challenges or what we're what we're doing. That's still a positive, isn't it? Just to be able to put that down. So I think it's so yeah, powerfully groups so are absolutely. I'd yeah, I'd say that when you, if you were to rescore, you, there would be an improvement. There would have to be because yeah, you're identifying things you can relate. And because stuff you're saying, I'm like I'm nodding, I'm thinking, relating to. Even we, we touched about what Paul or what Paul might have come in and he might not know about it that we've experienced. <laughs> so you feel like that's a great thing to be able to talk about. And and you're only helping, you're helping somebody out there already. So it's, yeah, it's a great group to be part of. Something you'd encourage, every if people are out there, haven't got a group WhatsApp group with friends or reflecting or bouncing back on what they're up to and having accountability, that like it'd be such a big piece of advice from two people to 200 and anywhere in between. I found I'm sure we'll agree, these it's so, so powerful is these, these conversations, even from an update or Paul having a walk and, and sharing a video, And then what Paul does one And then one one or all of us Then feel obliged (laughs) to catch up Like even Leon if you've been out the loop for a while Then all of a sudden you're like back at us And then you're inspired (laughs) to go right No guys we need to be doing this We need to be doing podcasts now So we're doing this because Paul got on and you felt inspired and then it all it all kicked off didn't it so I do love it I think these are so great so thanks to, to you to all it's it's brilliant what we're doing
3: thanks for connecting us because if it weren't for you James we wouldn't
1: <laughs> be in the room would we so is yeah, there I mean, any so is there any of the bits you want to give us uh, as homework? because we're going to we're going to close out in the sort of next sort of five minutes so any any bits of work you got for us
3: what I'd urge you to look at is do you feel like you've got any particular compulsions for certain foods or do you feel like you've got Any moments where you're self-medicating and what is it particularly that you're craving? Because as I say, the body's got a way of connecting that. And I'm whizzing through this, but the body kind of tells us what we need exactly when we need it. Anytime we're feeling anxious, linking to what you were saying, James, bored, depressed, frustrated, or anytime we're feeling bad about ourselves or judging our bodies, it it's or even feeling pain. It can sometimes be where we're reaching for food or something else to self-medicate. And it's time to just step back and listen. So I think one of the biggest takeaways for today is just step back and listen. So if there's any point where you're feeling any of those things over the next week, because under those hunger is usually something that's waiting to be nourished. And what I'm going to do is email out to you the Wheel of Life because it talks about your creativity your spirituality your relationships your finances it it touches on all of it and you put yourself on the dot of the wheel as to where you are and much like with this peace index that can shift but it just covers a few more areas so I think that's the one that we're really going to look for but just linking back to what you said earlier Leon where you ask yourself about a problem and you kind of say is it a hypothetical problem or is it a practical one there's something called emotional brain training and you've touched on it there and I'll send you that as well. So if we look at EBT and the Wheel of Life just as your little bit of homework this week and because physiologically, a lot of this energy is stored in our bodies, whether it's positive or whether it's negative, psychologically, it's stored. So with all of this, we've it, if you can tap into it and look at it as personal power and potential for either self-expression or potential for driving forward, like you've had all that stored energy while you were off with your family, and then you've come back and you've stored up all that energy and you've turned it into something productive. I used to ask, as I said, my husband's an entrepreneur, and I say, can you ever take an entrepreneur on holiday? Because his head is always still (laughs) a little bit in it. And he's found himself a little bit in limbo at times, and that's his worst point. If he's in limbo, that's where I feel I really have to pull and pull to get him back out of it. But like you say, James, if you can change that one thing, if you can do those two things this week, and even if it's just address it, challenge and make a shift on that one thing that's going to set you up for success environments for you guys and like you were saying about sorting out for your operation and everything else if it's just those things just go at it and everything else just fall into place because like you meeting that guy there's no such thing as coincidence
1: no i agree and i think what i want is i'm, I'm going to set as a little challenge as well and, and this is for you james because uh, oh. and for paul and for all of it isn't
2: us. it isn't how to get to roads within no, no.
1: 48 hours is no, it no, no i'm a huge fan of the five gears out here right i just think you liked it james i just shared that yeah. there. but i want you to think about when you're looking at that five gears is are you being over um, productive and under present or are you Ooh. being over present and under productive and when you look at that model it's a, right, question. Right? it's a great question but your eyes give you clues and what i mean by that the reason i wanted to be i wanted to be this weekend over present that was my goal because my goal was to get into gear one and gear two. So spending some quality time myself and my nourishment is reading books. I just love reading books. I love learning. I just love the old process of learning. Right? So I was studying all sorts of weird and crazy stuff, but I wanted to also be over present with the children, right? In gear two. So I knew that where my eyes go, my energy goes. And what I mean by that is if I've got a mobile phone there, I'll go on it. So... I knew that I had to take that mobile phone off myself this weekend. I still had my iPad because I do some reading on it, but my iPad doesn't have any applications on it that have to do with work. So I've set all, I've set myself up to win. So the flip side of that, though, is me driving home, I, I've got trigger points. And I don't want you to think, think about trigger points. is When I drive home, and I've done this so many times, where I'll sit on the drive and I'll be talking and my daughter will run up and I'll put my hand up and I'll go, I'm on the phone because I'm in the car. So something I'm really trying to work on is, when I go home, I need a trigger point to switch myself into being. I don't want to be overproductive because my daughter's run up to see me. Why on F when I when I logically think about that,
3: yeah.
1: I want to be over present with the dog. I want to cuddle her, I want to love her, and I'll be present, right? So the challenge is I want you to all question yourselves this week are we being overproductive and under present? And it'll give you a guide on what gear you need to get into. Because if I'm coming home, I need to be getting into gear too. So trigger point is I need to put some good music on that's going to get me into that state, not listen to podcasts, not listen to podcasts about business. Cause when I'm pulling up, I've got another idea and I'm running in with my head on fire or things (laughs) like that. So
4: I just wanted to share that with you. Any thoughts on that, Paul? No, I totally agree with you. And I think that's why I want to change my environment because I want to be work home. And I think working from home for too long, it's starting to cross
3: Yeah.
4: and I want to go to the next level and, that's not just next level of business. It's next level of relationship as well. Mm. I want to be present when I get home. So I don't want it crossed. I want it, I want it to be a line. No. So and I think mean? that's so powerful
1: because I have this office set up like this because I leave everything here. I leave it set up as it is. And I really struggled in lockdown because that environment got brought into my house. And it was a really tough point for me in lockdown, me and my business partner, you know, to be able to this because I'd worked so hard to never have to work at home again because I hated it. Because I, I did it for so many years, I was always connected, and it was like my little sanctuary where I meditate. I had a, I had a, I had a desk in it, and that desk was with a computer. Sat there was like it was like it was growing at me. You know, right. that bear you talk about. Yeah. So I think environment is so important. We have to really focus on the environment, don't we, Jim?
3: Oh, massively! I have a. When we moved house, I said, "There's going to be the front room is going to be." the relaxation room so I painted it like a real nice green and now if that gets like the kids can mess whatever they want in the playroom that's their space but if that gets messy I'm a bit like whoa whoa we've crossed a boundary now that's a boundary that I was not willing to negotiate like you have your non-negotiables don't you that's your non-negotiable and if you've got a space where you can retreat to and relax but like you it's the only place where I can actually work and do my client things at the minute so much like yourselves I need to get an office yeah, space, yeah. so I think it's weird isn't it How we're all in a similar place and mm. those kind of like minds meet at the right time for the right reason
1: yeah and it's all environment because if you look at everything I've talked about the reason I, 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 all my purpose and everything's so high is because I, I was fortunate to be able to get away to a, a, a place where the environment recharged me if I ain't got that my scores are where James is at no, no, no two ways about it so we've got to really focus on our environment we Certainly. So, and that's so weird how we're all focusing on the environment. Aren't we? Yeah, that yeah. is. Yeah. There's, there's
2: maybe no coincidence there. No coincidence. Yeah.
1: So, so any lasting messages, James? What's been your one take on from this, your one big thing you've took away from this session with Jem?
2: I, I well, yeah, some additional focus, I think the ability and opportunity to just to air where I'm at, because if it's internal, like you said, it's just it's doing that and waking up in the middle of the night and, and it swelling around. And so just to be able to do that. And as we're always honest and authentic, as we say with us as a a team, so that's just been that's just been great to do, and it just gives some clarity on a few things, and and maybe pick one or two of those out that you can improve on. It's not about then completing it or getting it off the task list but if there's the ability to improve on that then that's the win so that's, that's what I would take away. So thank well, you folks.
4: What yourself plant? You. I've absolutely loved today's episode and I've I've been like a sponge listening off you three. <laughs> uh, like I like always and no I'm gonna take away just concentrate like we said on environment concentrate on what's about anxiety and just how we breathe and how we go forward yeah i've loved it so yeah thank you all three
3: what's yours jim just for me it's really nice to hear that sometimes you have these thoughts don't you think is it just me who's thinking that it's nice to hear that there's so many other households who just like ours for all we want peace for all we want to feel nourished chaos has a way of getting through the cracks doesn't it and it's just nice to hear how you guys have challenged and tackled some of those things. So I think you've inspired me to sort out my work environment. No,
1: but I think in it, we we sometimes have to step into the darkness to see the light, don't we? That's yeah. the the, the age And I think what I've taken from this, and I always take from these sessions, is I would not have run up and rang up and got my knee sorted. No way in a million years if I knew I won't come on this show and, 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 and saying what am I doing for my own? Really? That's amazing. It. I would never have done wow. it because in my own little head. It's okay. It's going to slow me down. And what you've really focused me to do is for my future self, I've got to be the best version of myself, and I? So that's what I'm, I'm doing. So thank you all for that. So awesome as always. Brilliant. So I'm going to check out on that. It's been awesome. So that's Leon checking out.
2: James checking out. Thanks a lot, folks.
3: Paul checking out.
0: Latent plug! Think differently about your business IT. Let's face it, it's impossible to grow a business without digital technology. Now more than ever, with everything going on in the world right now, businesses are struggling to manage, protect and work in the cloud. Transform your business IT with expert support from ThinkCloud. Learn how the most successful businesses in your sector consistently generate up to 20% higher revenues at 30% lower costs. You've come this far. You got this. Check out www.think-cloud.co.uk and book a call today.